Perak Bey's Mishnah Hay. We're going to continue with the theme of Hapet She'asar Hapet She'hitter. The mouth that forbids is the mouth that permits. Right? We had learned that when a person says something that they're forbidding on themselves, and then they say something they'll permit themselves, so we believe them. We had a couple of illustrations, and now we're going to bring out the point again in these Mishnayos. So Mishnah Hay. Ha'isha She'amra. A woman gets up and says, I was married. I used to be married one day. So what's she doing right now? By saying that she's forbidding. What's she forbidding? She's forbidding herself from going ahead and marrying anybody else. Because if she's married, she can't be living with anybody else, right? So that's the asar part. The pesha asar. The mouth that's forbidding. So she says, I was married. But but now I'm divorced. Ah, that's the pesha hitter. The mouth that's permitting. She's saying that she's divorced. And meaning, let her go ahead and get married to anybody she wants now, right? She's a free woman. So she says, I, I used to be married, and now I'm divorced. But she doesn't have a get. She's got no proof. Do we believe her or do we not believe her? Nehemiah says, the Mishnah, she is believed to say that she's divorced. The same mouth that forbids her, that originally when she says, right? We didn't know she was married. She didn't have to tell us she was married. It's just say she's divorced. What is she going ahead and telling us that she's married? LMI, what's it coming to teach us? That the same mouth that's forbidding everybody else from marrying her because she's saying, hey, I'm married. So when she says, I'm divorced, all the more so they will believe her. Because she could have just jumped to the, to the end point to say, hey, I'm a, to the end point to say, hey, I'm a divorced woman. Why did she have to go backwards and say that she was married? So from here we see that we believe her because the same mouth that's forbidding her is permitting her. So that's one illustration. But of course, if there's witnesses, they can testify that, yeah, she was married. Then she comes along and says, She says, yeah, I was married, but I'm divorced, and I lost my get. Then she's not going to be believed anymore to say that she's divorced. Why? Because we have witnesses testifying that she has a chazaka status of ish. And the fact that she's saying that she's divorced and she has no proof, that can't override the witnesses that are testifying to her marriage. Another case. Armanish Basi. She says, I was uh, captured amongst the Gayim. Right? Utahorani, but yet I am pure. Meaning, I was captured amongst the Gayim. So we may think now that, you know, she was raped, she lived with a guy, and they would invalidate her from going ahead and marrying someone like a Kawi now. But what is she saying? No, I'm pure. You know, I didn't live with anybody. She didn't live with a Gentile, I didn't live with a guy. So now, she's believed now to go ahead and marry a Kawi, she's still pure. Because again, the mouth that forbids is the mouth that permits, right? She didn't have to tell us that she was captive. No one asked her about it, but she said it nonetheless. So when she says that she was pure as well, we believe her. And then of course, the Imyesh Aidin, if they're witnesses, she that she was captured. But she says to her, yeah, I was captured, but I'm pure, right? I didn't live with any Goyim. She's not believed. Why? Because we have witnesses testifying that she was captured. And she has no proof to say that she's pure. She can't prove it. So now, unfortunately, she'll be forbidden to marry a Kohen, lest she lived with a guy. So technically, she could marry Yisrael, but not a Kohen. The emission he says, and if, uh, another case, let's say she got married. Let's just say this lady went ahead and married a Kohen. And then comes along one day, Bo A, the witnesses come along one day and say, you see this lady? She was captured one time by the Gaim. Oh, she's already married. What happens now? 
She doesn't have to leave her husband in Her husband does not have to divorce her. And the Gemara explains not only that, but here we're not even talking about where she actually got married. Rather, once Bezdin gave her the permission to marry a coin, even if she didn't get married yet, she could still go forward with the marriage. Why? Because even though the Adim are coming in the middle, you know, um, during her engagement process, or not even before she's engaged. The point here is that not only when she's married, not only when she's engaged, even if they're dating, say, and Bezdin says she has the permission to marry a coin, we get a psak. So if witnesses come afterwards, once Bezdin give their psak, we don't accept the witnesses' testimony in this scenario. And even though they're coming along and saying now, hey, she was with a guy, uh, she was captured, we don't accept their testimony, and she could go ahead and um, continue dating or, or get engaged or marry this coin. We're very, very lenient over here. Now, this is all when the, the Adam are saying that she was captured, right? If the Adam actually say that she lived with a guy, you know, the mission doesn't discuss it over here, but I'm sure that'd be a different scenario. When they're just saying she was captured, and now we don't know whether she lived with a guy or not, we rely on the Basin's original Psak, and we are lenient. Okay. So, and that's specifically to this case because they came after the Psak, right? Once Basin gave the Psak, they came afterwards. It doesn't matter um, that they, it, it doesn't matter when, when they come now. Once that Psak is in place, it's in place. She can go ahead and go forward with either the marriage that she has already or the engagement, or if she's just starting to date, she can go forward with it. All right, Mishnavav. Another case, another illustration of this point. Um, Actually, no, I'm sorry. This is going to be now. Mishnah Vav is um, going off of Pesha Pesha Hitter into a slightly different concept. Let's see it. Two women that were captive. There are are witnesses that are testifying that these two women were in captivity by the Gaim. But they don't know that there are witnesses testifying on them that they were in captivity. And then the two women come one day and they say, Zosimaris, this one says, I was captive, but I am pure. I did not live with the Gaim. The other woman says, I was captive and I am pure. I did not live with a guy. Each one's testifying only on herself, that she was in captivity, but she did not live with the guy. They are not believed. Even though they don't know, that there are witnesses testifying that they were captive. Nevertheless, they're not believed to say that they are pure. Because here we do not say, we do not have the concept of Pesha Asar Pesha Hitter. Now, the next case, but if they're testifying one for the other, meaning each one is saying, each one is testifying Gam al also on her friend, Shehito, that she is pure. Meaning, woman A says, I am pure, and she is pure. And woman B says, I am pure, woman A is pure. Then, they are believed. They can even go ahead and marry a Kohen, right? Well, that's exactly what we're, we're believing them for, right? Because even if they live with a guy, they can marry a Yisrael. But to marry a Kohen, they have to be totally pure and not live with a guy. So they're believed, and they can marry a Kohen. Because by a, a, a woman who is in captivity, Hikilu, the Chachamim were lenient to believe even one witness that's coming to testify to their benefit. And not just one witness, right? Normally you need two. Not just one, but even a woman 
even the Isha is believed. And even though we're concerned, right, for Gaimlin, what's Gaimlin? It comes from the word Gomel, to do chesed, right? That each woman will say to her friend, hey, you testify for me, I'll testify for you, we'll both get off the hook. It's a great plan, right? So despite that concern, the Chachamim were lenient for a captive to trust her, right? Even for testimony like this, each one is testifying on behalf of her friend, because the case of captivity is so severe that we want to help these women out, and we're not concerned that they'll go ahead and you know cheat the system and do it this way. So in the case where they're testifying for each other, right, and of course for themselves, um, then they're believed. And the truth is, even the judge testifying for each other, and not even for themselves. We said over here that one witness is accepted, and even if that one witness is a woman. So it comes out. In the case of captivity, you could have two men testifying on a woman that she was in captivity, right? But she can go ahead, but she or some other woman, a random woman, anybody, can go ahead and testify on her behalf that she is pure, will accept the single testimony, even by a woman, because it's a case of captivity, we are lenient. And with that, we'll hold it over here for Mishnah